Okay, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Future Ear Radio podcast. Very excited for today's chat with Dr. Nicole Kingham and Joe Furness. Uh, why don't we start with some introductions? So ladies first, Nicole, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Nicole Kingham. I am an audiologist. I uh, own a private practice. We have two clinics in Washington State. And um, I became an audiologist 25 years ago, working with a private practice. And um, I love to say that I was the first audiologist to hire an audiology assistant in Washington State. Not sure that that's actually true, just because audiology assistants have been around for years, right? Um, if we didn't call them audiology assistants, we called them our front desk person. Right. They were doing our audiology assisting, um, along with all the other great things that front desk does. But what was going on at the time was I was um, a young mom with three small children and um, working full time and uh, in a private practice trying to grow. And uh, I actually asked our director if we could hire another audiologist. And it seems to mirror a little bit of what's going on now. Right now it's actually, I think, compounded, but we had a hard time finding uh, a good audiologist, number one, but then the expense of having another audiologist uh, join our staff. And he said, no, we're not hiring another audiologist. You're going to have to figure out how to do it. And I said, well, what about someone who could come in and do all the the back, uh, the back lab work, um, all the important detail information that um, my degree is not required for? But necessary work um, to get the job done. What if we hire somebody to do that, uh, and instead of having another audiologist? And he said, "Great, do that." So uh, we hired someone, but then we were like, "What do we do with them? <laughs> we how do we teach them everything we know?" So I am very much a processes and procedures type of person. So I created um, a training for that person. And then people started getting wind of that in Washington and asking for us to teach them how to do it. And can we have your stuff that you used for training? And so I was, uh, I created a book. It was what, Joe, 190 pages, something like that. It was that. ridiculous. Printed, you know, this <laughs> thing. And uh, that's a little expensive to print. Um, so, uh, but we were doing, that's what we were doing. And then Joe sort of said, hmm, I think we can do this better. Uh, and that's what Joe does. Joe looks at processes and says, let's um, streamline this and do it better and reach more people. So we put audiology assistant training online in 2016. Yep. Yes. And um, and it's just gone from there. Um, then as that went along, I, I actually had experts start talking to us about, all right, so you have this um, topic expertise and you took it and put it on a on an online platform. It's reaching more people. That's amazing. I'm an expert as well. Can you help me do it? So we created Audiology Academy as a platform for experts to reach other entrepreneurs, other audiologists, other business managers in audiology uh, to help them have access to an expert to teach them how to do something different in their practice 
that they might might not have the experience for want to expand their practice with. So not only do we do audiology uh, assistant training, but we do front desk training. We do billing training with Kim Cavett. We do Dr. Jill Casehorn has training. Um, we have all sorts of experts that are uh, really focused on their one expertise area, but with their help, us as entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial audiologists get access to their brains. So it's been a great fun time um, and expanding. And uh, that really has been um, a passion and a joy for me. That's, you know, I love being an audiologist, but this other side of things and working with my husband has been also just um, a fun little extra. And now he knows uh, more than he'd like to about audiology, I think. <laughs> that's, that's a true statement. I know way more than I ever desired to. <laughs> <laughs> There was, it was an interesting thing happened not too long ago. Uh, an audiologist asked me a question and he jumped in and answered it. Yeah. And I was just like, that's right. Yeah. Don't you know that? And why do you know that? Why do you know that? Yeah, osmosis. It's, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for that overview. Um, I mean, yeah, to your point, um, this really kind of hits on a lot of topics that we've been discussing on the podcast lately. Um, the last few episodes have been around entrepreneurism in audiology. Um, you two fit the bill for that, like to a T. And then also, like you mentioned, you know, um, there was a conversation I had with um, Shadi, who's with Staffing Proxy, um, which is like a staffing company that's specifically for the hearing health industry. And in that conversation, we talked a lot about kind of the labor shortage, particularly around audiologists. You know, you hear a lot of people talking about how difficult it is to hire in AUD today. And that makes sense. There's just not that many of them. Yep. And so it, I think really begs the question of, you know, how does um, audiology make itself like relevant and sustainable into the future if there's not a whole lot of audiologists? And I think that this whole approach of having extenders and having like, um, you know, support level staff that can do more and more tasks that the audiologist can then delegate to. And I think that you really hit on, you know, kind of the crux of that though, which is like, you were your first customer, you know, you had to like learn this firsthand and, and through trial and error. And, you know, you've learned a lot and you gained all that wisdom that you're now repackaging and offering that to other people. And I think that that's kind of at the root of what's the big opportunity here is like, how, how does everybody kind of get um, in tune with best practices about not just an audiology assistant, but like you said, how do you maximize your front office staff? How do you make sure that you're doing the billing like as efficiently as possible so that you're getting as much money um, as you can from a reimbursement standpoint. So I think it like is a very logical business that you've created. I think it's really cool. Um, so, you know, how did this first kind of begin though, when like going back to the way that you described it, Nicole, with, you know, you hire this person and you like, all right, I, where do I even begin? Um, so in like the earliest infancy of, Audiology Academy, can you kind of just paint a picture of what that period was like? Well, for me, I just, it really came down to I was working too hard. I was missing out on my kids. I was missing out. I missed my youngest daughter's first steps. Hmm. I um, I didn't see her um, form her first words. That all actually was with my family, which is good, right? 
-hmm. but I recognized that I was missing out on those really important firsts. And so I wanted to create space and bandwidth for myself and the things that are important to me outside of audiology. And so it became, you know, it came out of need, which is, you know, right where we are right now with um, the industry too, right? We, it, it can't, we can't just focus on hearing aids. We need to be able to spread out. We need to look at the other things that our profession allows and be the, the, the full professional that we are. We, we are, we can be tinnitus specialists and APD specialists and balance specialists and hearing specialists. Uh, and so I had to create something um, because of the type of personality I am, I'm not just going to be like, hey, come here, follow me, and I'll teach you. Mm-hmm. I really wanted a roadmap. So I created the roadmap. And that's really what I think audiologists are looking for. They know they need an audiology assistant. Right. That's how do you do it? Exactly. They know they need a new front desk person. How do you train them well? We know we got to put tinnitus in our, into our clinic. How do you do it? So um, it's, a, you know, our, we have a great uh, training group audiology online that really talks about the the what of audiology and our goal is to delve a little bit deeper into that and joe i love how you talk about that uh, yeah <laughs> uh, why don't you talk about a little bit about that well first i'm going to do my introduction hi i'm joe for <laughs> we just kind of glossed over that that's okay <laughs> so it, it, it's all my title um I jumped into this uh, about 10 years ago, trying to help Nicole with uh, trying to reach more people with what I or actually just work with the bandwidth of the number of people trying to get access to what she had. And so, and that's really the starting point was just put it in a place where it allowed people to get access to it quicker, faster, and easier. Um, and that was because, uh, we were running out of time. I mean, even though she had the assistant in there and stuff, uh, we now had a larger family and things just started going crazy. Um, but what she was alluding to earlier is um, one of the things that we put on on our uh, our tide our tagline for Audiology Academy is inform, instruct, and implement. Um, you can go to a lot of different uh, locations and and be informed you go to conferences you get you you get the instructions if you will of why you should do something but now you need the instructions on how to do it and you don't necessarily find those at the conferences and on other sites and things like that you really have to um, go to the expert the coaching the the uh, the counselors or whoever that you have the the, any, the experts the person that's going to inspire you to help you go from A to Z um, and how to do it the, the best way without making so many mistakes. I mean, we can all go out there, but you know, the phrase, you know, why reinvent the wheel? So go to those experts. And that's what we tried to do now is, is Audiology Academy wanted to create a platform where those experts can go put their information on there and allow other clinics to get access to them because, uh, you know, one-on-ones is, you know, you, you don't have the bandwidth, but when you have multiple, uh, you know, online training course, it, uh, it creates that bandwidth. So, um, that's what I think is really cool about it, but it's really audiology academy is the, how, how are you going to do this? 
in um, in your clinic. And so we're always reaching out to more experts, trying to find find those uh, those uh, great experts that are out there, trying to create this platform for them. And uh, we have more and more coming on uh, every year, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I just think that like um, as Nicole was kind of like laying out, you know, balance, APD, tinnitus, um, yeah. and she said something, you know, about how like it's not as if this is all news to people that like they should be thinking about diversifying into these areas or incorporating them. I think that it's pretty well known that there's, um, you know, you're just going to make yourself, I think you're going to protect yourself a little bit, I think by diversifying your services, but it's a question of how do you actually like go on that Monday morning and begin to go through the process of bringing those into the fold. And it's, you know, so it's like you said, getting into the how. And I think it's really neat that you've got the platform that can enable all of these different pillars of things that, you know, of, of education, more or less. So, like, when did that phase of this begin? Because it sounds like it started with the audiology assistance. But, um, you know, what was that part like when you started to realize this can be more than just a singular training module platform for audiology assistance and it can actually be something that's like conducive to all kinds of education i remember that conversation very clearly with nicole <laughs> uh, when we uh, we had to we started off with a different platform and we were on that for about about three years two and a half three years and i was i had to find a new platform that was uh that was just going to work better for the end user and so I found this great platform and it had this, uh, a lot of these great tools in there. And, um, it was, I was, I was like, we, we just have these three courses on here and this is a, a lot of great stuff. Um, and then we, uh, was talk, we were talking to somebody and I can't remember exactly who it was, but it, it dawned on me. It's like, why don't I, we just put their course on our platform too. I mean, the, Let's just do that. Let's just do it. And so we started to have this conversation uh, with another group. Um, and anyway, uh, the first person that we signed up was uh, Dr. Cliff. Um, he got his uh, course on there. It was a, you know, it leads into his uh, his, his uh, platform, if you will, um, to, to help audiologists uh, get found by um, the uh, people that love Dr. Cliff. Um, on YouTube and stuff like that. It's, it's a, it's a great idea, uh, vetted, uh, audiologists. And, um, but anyway, it's, it started there and it started with a conversation with some other people. And at first it was a little rocky. Um, I don't think people quite understood what we were trying to do and we weren't trying to invade anybody's uh, space. So uh, coaching platforms or try to, you know, invade into, um, practice development groups or anything like that. We are independent. These are, these are experts coming to us to put their uh, expertise on there. And that's what I think is attractive about it is it doesn't matter if you're with this practice group or this practice group or whatever, that you can actually use the material on there and it's, it's useful and it's going to help you better your clinic and yourself and your employees. Um, so it started back in 2019 is when we started that that change that transition and the biggest hurdle that we took it was was that oh i you're you're more than audiology assistant training yes <laughs> yes we are we're a lot more now um so that was the biggest hurdle it's, you know we've been we were pegged for just 
audiology assistant training. And it's, it's, we're growing out of that and, uh, there's a, you know, pretty good, great exposure it's, and we're growing. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um, when you, you know, this thing was starting to come off the ground, you know, even before 2019, it sounds like you started the first iteration of this in 2016. So when did you start to feel that, um, this thing was picking up momentum and that like, wow, there's actually something really to this. Like, does anything stand out in your mind of those early days some of the first interactions that you had with other audiologists and, um, you know, starting to feel like that you were onto something with this? It, it was basically just the, the sheer volume that just started. And okay. I know there's, there's a, some other great, um, platforms out there for training for audiology assistants. I, um, we think they're great. We have nothing against them. Uh, we encourage them. If you can get training for your audiology assistant, wonderful. But all of a sudden, we noticed that we were picking up more speed, and, and that was because how our platform and the course was specifically was designed, and we got great feedback on it, um, and uh, it just started growing. Word of mouth was the the best the best thing for us. Was you know it, it just started to explode, and then last year, uh, I don't I don't know exactly what happened, but. Uh, we grew so fast um, in the number of courses and in the number of students and everything. Everything just exploded, and it was. And this year is starting off really strong as well. I, I feel like a lot of this is like comes from firsthand experience in terms of what you're learning and then wanting to share. Um, so Nicole, like based on your experiences, if we're just sticking with the audiology assistant track, um, when you were learning and having your own audiology assistant in your practice, um, what were some of the things that you identified that you could delegate um, that maybe previously you hadn't considered? And as time has gone on, I'm sure that this has kind of crystallized in your mind of, you know, how again, how do you maximize the efficiency of the audiologist when you start to bring in support roles like this? And so I'm going to be very blunt. Um, it really came down to the, the very first conversation in my head was, what are the things I don't want to do? Yeah. Have to be done, but I don't want to do. So there was that. And then the other part is just, um, it's about patient care. What are you doing to improve your patient care? If you, as the audiologist, are constantly patient to patient to patient, and you're seeing patients for two hours at a time, how many patients you're actually helping and the patients that need you while you're with another patient, how, how much are you helping them? I mean, the, you can only be in one place at one time. So um, it was about making sure our patients felt cared for, was making sure that they could get the care that they wanted in the time frame that they wanted. And so um, we had to shorten the time that the audiologist was with the patient. Uh, for instance, our hearing test, hearing aid evaluations um, are two hours, and we do a demo with our hearing aid evaluations. Once the demo is complete, we've done realer measures, we fit the instruments, they are not going to walk out the door with an instrument that they don't know how to use. So an audiology assistant is going to help with that. Their instrumentation is Bluetooth ready. I don't have time to teach them how to put it onto their phone, get it connected, how to use the app, but I, it would be a disservice to them to let them walk out with a product that they don't know how to use. That's where the audiology assistant comes in. During the fitting process, we go through that whole thing again. 
So they our practice is a little bit different. We do demos. Pretty much anyone who walks in with a hearing loss, they're working out with hearing aids. Um, once they've finished the demo and they're purchasing, uh, instead of spending a, um, time to review all of those necessary pieces of information, they'll see me for any final fine tuning, but then the audiology assistant does the paperwork, the um, setting them up for Dusty Justin's five keys, um, making sure that they uh, understand their services that they're going to get for the rest of the, um, the warranty period, that sort of thing. That tells them we care about them, that we want them to stay involved and connected with our clinic, and that they know that this other person is there for them. So if I'm not available, this audiology assistant will be. So that is that customer care is um, number one. The other things are, you know, in the back, back loud. So sending out our repairs, checking to make sure the repairs are going to get in on time. There's nothing like having an ear mold pick up on the schedule and going, oh, the ear molds are not here yet. That's not good customer care. So um, having someone that is watching out for those little details is really important. Audiology assistant does all of those things. So I tell patients, or I tell audiologists, it really is about what things are necessary, important for patient care, but not doesn't require my degree. So then um, when you've started to expand into these other offerings or these other um, training modules, how has that gone with um, in terms of, you know, like, are, are you getting feedback from your members of um, we're taking this course? Like, do you get credentialed in any way? How does the actual process work? Um, if you go, you be, you join Audiology Academy, um, like, what does that look like in terms of the certification process, if you will? Well, for audiology assisting, there is no certification. There is a certificate of completion, whether it's with our course or with another course. So certificate of completion um, is the most you'll get from any course. Uh, most states don't require any sort of certification. There are some states that that do have certification, right, Joe? That's correct. Um, so uh, really, it's just um, they get a certificate at the end of the training, whether it's the 10-unit um, course or the 15-unit course. And the goal is um, we want them to feel like they've accomplished something. And then it's also a resume builder, right? So if they do end up leaving, they can take that certificate with them so that they can um, tell a future employer that I've done this um, excellent training. That doesn't um, mean that that's, you know, should be your goal, but for right. just for a, 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 in terms of audiology assisting, this is something that you are. You should feel comfortable at the end of the training that you know what your job is and how to do it well and that you can move forward with that in the future. Do you find that most um, audiology assistants, are they hired as an audiology assistant or do most people hire front office staff and sort of graduate them into that? I think it goes both ways. I yeah. think there are definitely clinics that uh, I know of that hire from within. So their goal is to put somebody on staff first and then move them into a position. Um, the, uh, Like I said at the very beginning, a lot of people had audiology assistants before they just didn't call them that, they called right. them their front desk. So um, a lot of times you hire someone as a front desk person and then you figure out, oh, they're actually really good with patient care. They really enjoy sitting with a patient and helping. 
that's a perfect person to ask if they'd like to move forward well and uh and increase their skills um for my clinic in particular we're working um with a very savvy patient we live in a very industrial heavy or tech heavy area um in the in my little area there's Boeing and Amazon and SpaceX a lot of big companies that um Microsoft as well that Seattle area there's so yeah. much tech so the engineer mind right so we really do need a and Costco professional yeah so yeah. we're looking for someone with some probably um higher than high school level degree when they're entering um but that's not the case for uh, a lot of clinics they really just need um you know a high school level de degree uh, and be willing to be trained depending on the state i'll put that asterisk in there <laughs> yeah actually, so states require more yeah what uh how I, I was going to ask about that so what what is the um, you don't need to get like granular, like, well, Maryland's like this, but what by and large, um, how does that work? Are some just like, it's totally a free for all and others are really strict or what's that whole landscape look like? Yeah. Some of them are free, you know, free for all. That's a, that's a good word. Um, but, uh, there, you, you be cautious in those areas and there's a lot of people that will speak to that. And then there's some states that are very stringent on their requirements and uh, just even the education level, and it eliminates so many great people. I don't want necessarily those states to reduce their education level, but um, just maybe make it a little bit easier uh, because it's really hard for those states to find or to hire an audiology assistant. They have this great staff person. They've been in there for five years. and they can't move them forward because they don't have a, a degree. And uh, it's just like, that's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, maybe they should go and try to get a degree, but that's not a quick turnaround thing. So, right. um, but the states that have nothing, like, for example, Washington State, um, the there's some great guidelines, uh, uh, AAA, ADA, uh, and even ASHA have come through and said, hey, this is these are the requirements that you know, you should, these are areas you should not cross, um, because they basically get into, into a gray area. So it's avoid the gray areas. And, uh, so yeah, it's each state's a little bit different. You should always check your laws. Um, and we, we have a link on our website for every state. So if you want to get a quick look at what the state requirements are, it's an easy way to, to get there. Yeah, and I, I try to keep that thing up to date as much as possible. Uh, each Some states move so quickly and change things, and it's it changes, but it doesn't change drastically, but it does change. For example, like California was a, a big change, um, and once California changed the, their, uh, their laws, uh, uh, we just had this huge influx of uh, requests for training students from California. It was, it was pretty wild. Did you, um, so you said that like thing, it's growing like crazy right now, which is awesome. Congrats. Um, are you noticing, uh, any particular, um, uh, like course that is being heavily, 
uh, downloaded or, or or people are going through right now? Like, is there um, something in particular that people are really gravitating toward or is it all over the place? Uh, it's just it, uh, our primary is our analogy assistant training. It's that one is like the, it's the lion's share of, of the percentage of, of courses. Um, uh, so the uh, front desk training is becoming very popular. Uh, the billing one uh, is uh, picking up great speed there. Uh, there's a couple other that I'm, I'm surprised aren't, aren't moving a little faster. One of the things that we we're not so great at is marketing what that's not our thing. And so when we talk to our experts, we just, yeah, we're the platform. So when we <laughs> talk to the experts, um, we say, Hey, you know, we'll do a couple posts here and there and you'll see, we're not the greatest at this thing. It's not what we do. Well, that's because our team, our team, it's, it's me and Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for the most part. Right. And I'm not a marketing person. Nope. You're an IT guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Nicole's running two practices. Right. <laughs> and uh, so, the AAA board and the one yeah. A board, you know, I guess. And you were, weren't you the MC at Jill's uh, Women of Wonder conference yeah. this year? <laughs> you got a lot on your plate. <laughs> yeah. So marketing is just what we don't do. Um, and that might help the, them, uh, the experts that are on there a little bit better if, if we try to find a way to make that a little bit easier for them. Um, but I'd love it if, uh, some of them do a great job of marketing themselves. Um, some of them work with manufacturers and yeah. courses are offered through the manufacturer points and that sort of yes. thing. Yes. Interesting. It makes it a little tougher for them. But I think, uh, you know, but then that's one of the reasons why it's on this platform is to help them. That's, uh, uh, there's a couple of them out there. But like, for example, one, I don't know why it's not going running off the shelf is the uh, unbundling. Uh, the tinnitus, the APD, uh, AR, uh, billing. I mean, those things, there's, there's so many great things on there. Courses from experts that, mm -hmm. uh, teach you how to put this in your clinic. I mean, and it's, it's an investment, but at the same time, uh, one of the things that we, we talk about is that we don't want to, um, say, hey, we need to grow our, our, our hearing aid deliveries by X percent show growth. It's it's services. What can we do right. to provide more services and more billing in, in those areas? And, you know, you're like, hey, so if I, as we all know, some services, uh, you should probably create a, a, another LCC uh, or excuse me, LLC and put it in the business. Um, because you're going to build the patient directly if you're, you know, and so a lot of these courses and how do you do that, that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so how they you go about that and they explain this in these courses. All right. Yeah. It's, I don't, I think I'm doing a disservice to our expert by not, you know, doing more of these types of things, but, um, there, there, there's amazing courses and, uh, what I found interesting is the courses that um, people are taking are like the, um, they're more like motivational uh, <laughs> courses. Like, yeah. uh, talk about some of those, Joe. Oh, yeah, like uh, how to uh, avoid negativity. Um, that's, I don't know why it's that. It's maybe it's because it's free. We have a lot of free courses on there as well. Um, but, uh, like uh, just empowerment of um, courses, like how to um, just basically find your 
your passion. That's a good one. That's uh, there's a lot of excitement around that. How to find your passion, um, and uh, it's I I don't know why, but it seems to be quite popular. Yeah. And then there's one called Audiology 101, which is sort of a you you just lost your front desk person. You have to hire somebody right away. They know nothing about audiology. Like get get it's like the boot camp. It's a, yeah like yeah get them some information right. Now. <laughs> I love yeah. that. And that yeah, and that one came from because that was a necessity. Um, yeah, that was a necessity. Um, <laughs> you know, so anyway, these you hire a front desk person that's got 10, 15, 20 years of experience. She's fabulous. She great interaction, but she knows nothing of the industry, zero. And so when you start using terminology, they just stare at you like, um, and and on top of that, they really don't really understand that there's so many different um, medical fields that, uh, that are all touching into this one profession. Uh, in this one field, and uh, you've got to know the difference between them and the terminology that goes with it. So we created that to try to help somebody. Uh, it worked well, and um, uh, and anyways, there's there's a those weird things that kind of happen. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm excited about the course that's coming up that is about how to um, do uh, an audiogram. Oh, yeah, that one's. That's it's right there, almost released. <laughs> I mean, how, what's is is the motivation for each new course that you develop usually firsthand? Like, uh, shoot, I have this scenario in my practice, and I bet there's other people that would have the same thing. Well, this one specifically is a, uh, is another expert, uh, okay. and having uh, been working with them for a couple of years now, uh, they have a fantastic uh, simulator um, online. And uh, they have been uh, working with us and our assistants because, you know, we need to teach them how to do screenings and things like that. Um, and he just he just likes the platform and he thinks it's doing some great stuff and he knows that he wants to create these. And the first one is just, hey, you know, does your audiologist know how to, to you know, do an audio and that or you know, just an audiologist instrument specialist instead of uh, another audiologist do you want to make sure that your hearing instrument specialist is actually doing an appropriate audiogram billing for it or not that your your hearing instrument specialist should know how to do a full audiogram so yeah. um you can use that training to make sure that they are well well trained in that yeah and it's also and how it's designed it's also it starts off slow enough that uh, if you're going to school to be an audiologist or whatever, that it actually helps you with your training and how to, it, it starts you off on the right foot to do it right, right? Um, and so it starts off, um, I think- Like cliff got, notes for audiometry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and, a, and a practice, a patient, a practice patient that you don't have to go and grab your, your sister or your cousin um, to go in and, and practice on those um, those people. This, these are patients, these are digital patients, and they react in, in the appropriate ways. And you need to figure out how to do it correctly. And uh, so I think it's a it's a fabulous tool. And uh, I, you know, I can't wait for that one to come out. I'm super excited about that. Yeah, just this whole thing is, it's really exciting because um, I think it just, again, it gets to the heart of it's, you know, in, in, in when you're actually thinking about the execution of how do you how do you roll out a standardized um, 
you know, learning module more or less. And like, I think it's really neat that you've built the infrastructure to just kind of like plug and play almost any kind of learning module in there. And going back to, you know, kind of like, well, we don't do a whole lot of marketing. I think it's on the expert to say that I have this course that's available through Audiology Academy. And so, you know, I think that that the onus is almost more on the people that have developed the module. And I think that's neat that like this infrastructure even exists because in the past without something like this, it would have all just been so fragmented. And so then you're really at the whims of, um, you know, had you been exposed to this particular person's really good course onto this. So to consolidate it all onto one platform makes a ton of sense. Um, so, you know, right place, right time. It sounds like you really did develop a, a, a very much needed um, kind of like infrastructure level platform. Um, so what does the remainder of this year look like for you two with Audiology Academy? I know that, Nicole, you, your, your practice is booming, it seems. Um, but, um, you know, for this side of your, your world, um, what does this year look like and what are some of the things you're looking forward to? without get, getting into any of the secrets. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. We're rolling out a new look and feel to the website. So um, just trying to make it more accessible and um, but just uh, uh, easier to find information and, and that sort of thing. So that's coming out very shortly. That should be rolling. Now, we, we say that. I mean, I started the project back <laughs> in October uh, and... Uh, or September, and with everything going on, we opened up a clinic. Uh, and Not so like, you or anything. No, no, right. That was a gentle. That was out there. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, it's, it, 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 <laughs> guess what I'm going to be doing for the next month. So um, it really is, uh, we've got somebody, uh, a developer that's really doing uh, a fantastic job of trying to get this to navigate a lot easier um share more information to do a little bit more marketing on there to so that you get when you're working with if you go for one specific type of product uh, or course that you get exposure to the other ones that are potentially kind of aligned to what you're you're currently taking um you know all that kind of stuff that's that's uh that's some a lot of coding stuff in the background that i don't do um but uh it really you know if you look at it right now and i'll and i'll apologize to anyone that I, if I might insult them, but um, I, a lot of the stuff, it looks like a 12 year old designed some of these cards. That was me. did it. Yes. Yeah, so I'm not a graphics designer <laughs> or anything like that, but I, uh, you know, I was just like, I needed something, you know, because we started getting courses and experts and things, and, and I needed a format that I could show plug, 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 plug. And so I did everything I could to really make it a lot easy for me uh and uh and nicole is just like oh no 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 out of the 80s <laughs> right. oh come on okay <laughs> the 80s were a great decade <laughs> but um yeah some work like what eight no <laughs> I was born in 89, so oh. <laughs> I am an 80s man. Yeah, I can say that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, we're that's what's coming down. Uh, we got a, a couple of more courses. We had one just uh, pop on there. I haven't done a lot of marketing with it. Uh, we've got um, some more uh, business management uh, type courses. Uh, hopefully that, as soon as I can get a, an agreement site, um, 
she's got a great course. Uh, I'm I'm expecting big things with this one in the industry. It's, she's she's gonna she's gonna be a disruptor for sure. Um, it's gonna be fantastic. And then uh, we have uh, the w- one that we spoke about. We've got a couple of more um, in the pipeline, but uh, you know, uh, all of course we're starting to build out this really round and uh, exciting course. The toolbox. Yeah, the toolbox is ginormous right now. And it's just getting <laughs> bigger. And we're ex- that's what we're excited about. And I think that's where it's not necessarily about the growth. It's about the penetration. The more people we get to help, um, the, um, the more people that the the experts get to help as well. I mean, that's that's the yeah. part. We, uh, we are just one piece of it. And it's really about the whole team. Um, all the experts and our partners, um, we've, we've partnered with some, some groups, um, so that they can offer discounts, uh, to the members, because it's really important. There's training that they don't provide that they know that we can, we, our platform has that on there. So it's really, it's really growing. Um, so it's, you know, and fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yes. That, that's the important thing. It is. seems like it. So as we kind of come to the close here, I guess I'd be curious, like, um, clearly you're making an impact. Is there anything in particular, you don't have to name names or anything, but are there any stories or anything like that that stand out in your mind of um, feel good moments of just like what you've been building and putting all this hard work toward that you're like feeling like there's a payoff because you're hearing from people that, hey, I took your course and this is like really helped transform my practice in one way or another. Are you getting those kinds of um, testimonials or anything like that? I hear from audiologists all the time that um, it tends to be the ones that um, are skeptical about, do I really need an audiology assistant? Mm-hmm. And then when they take the leap to do it um, and find out how much time that they save, that they give back to themselves, um, that those are the fun stories. Um I have one um, audiologist friend who said, I didn't think I would ever get out of the office before five ever again. Yeah. And it's the little things, right? Being able to just be like, huh, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go out, have a glass of wine. Yeah. Instead of having a work day every day. Um, Those are the the little things I love to hear because it's exactly where I was at, that I, I did not have personal time. It really was about building the business and the building the business is, is important, but work uh, on your business, not in your business, have somebody else who can, can, can help you so that you can live the life you want to live. Yeah. And I'll have to say that it's been, uh, I'll, I'm going to give a shout out to our audiology assistant who is actually uh, going to school for, to be a dispenser. Uh, really proud of him, really excited for him. And for, so I want to say from, from a business owner side of things, uh, having that person at the clinic has just been amazing. Yet it's allowed the other, uh, the other audiologists or to have the audiologists to be able to see more patients, do more things. And if I could be my own testimony, I, I don't know why everybody's not doing this already. If you're, if you're, even if, if it's your front desk person, that's great. Move them to an audiologist, find a new front desk person, an audiology assistant. 
the growth that you have, the time that you will get is just amazing. But yeah, to answer your question, we get, uh, when we go to the conferences, uh, we used to have uh, a booth and stuff like that. We stopped doing that because, um, it's just really going around and talking to people. And when you talk to them, the stories are amazing. So I'm yeah. like, oh, I loved it. And then we do get testimonials uh, for our courses, uh, and things like that. Some of them are out there, but, uh, it's the face-to-face ones I think are the, the most amazing. Yeah. They're, they're, you see the joy in their, in their eyes. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, I just thought of this as you were saying that. Um, is there a course or plans for a course for an audiology assistant to take to help graduate into becoming a hearing instrument specialist? Yeah. Did I just did I just I, jump the gun? No, <laughs> you're not the first one to um, to ask that. I think that it makes perfect sense that that's where this goes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There, again, are other training programs for hearing instrument specialists, but how do you do it well inside an audiology clinic? Because speaking to your point uh, earlier that we have to figure out how to do things differently. We are coming up against a bottleneck where we will not have enough staff. Yes. Not find an audiologist for the life of us. And so we have to figure out how are we going to stay viable? Um, and I think hearing and hiring hearing instrument specialists, training them to uh, work inside your culture um, is the is the next logical step. So yeah. is there anything in the works for that? No. Is Not it yet. something that is um, on the top of mind for sure? So um, is the, with regard to the actual audiology assistant training though, is that something that, um, you know, it, seems like it's targeted toward the audiologist or the practice owner and then it's kind of disseminated down is that correct like they um have their assistant uh, or aspiring assistant go through this program or is it more about kind of like here are the things to consider if you're going to um have an assistant um i know it's kind of subtle but is it actually designed for the 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 aspiring assistant themselves so we very clearly say that audiology assistants are not meant to be autonomous. Mm. This is not something that you are going to train yourself and walk into a practice and say, I am a trained audiology assistant. Right. This is meant to be underneath the guidance of an audiologist. Gotcha. Okay. So the audiology assistant training comes with a supervisor manual. A supervisor guide is meant to tell the supervisor, these are the things your student is learning today and make sure that you shore that up. So you're going to focus on um, asking questions about this topic this week, or make sure that you do an actual hands-on training for this topic during this week because they're learning this information. So again, it's it's meant to take the thinking off of the audiologist, make it easy. Um, and the training, it has to be done by the audiologi- audiology assistant, but it's under the supervision of an audiologist. Makes total and sense. It, it could be d- done by a practice manager too, I suppose. But really my goal was as an audiologist, I want oversight for sure that um, support role. Yeah. Because there's a lot of culture uh, that also has to be trained. Uh, right. I mean, you can send uh, you can send your assistant off to another place to train them to do specific things, tasks and things like that. That might be wonderful. But when they come back, that might not be the, the exact way that your culture or the the processes that you do or or even allow them to do there's so many 
there's so many variables that we believe that the training should happen in the course with with the in the clinic that they're going to be supporting and uh and helping grow uh it's nice to send them off and it's nice to have them go and read stuff and watch videos and practice some games to remember information but you need that um reinforcement mentorship yeah mentorship in the clinic and it's that's hard to find outsourcing it um but it's it's doable i mean don't get me wrong there i think there's a a, a group that's trying to do that i full hard just go for it i mean more assistance that we can get in the industry that's gonna be super awesome but um i think you know the clinics need to take a little bit of ownership of that is their employee that is their culture that is their practices and at the end of the day when you say that uh, your license is at risk it is at risk if you if you if you don't know what that that, if you don't know what that person's doing and exactly how they're doing it so but you know I don't know why I got on that tangent, but no, it makes <laughs> it makes sense though. I I was interested. I mean, that that's actually good to know that like how that's administered, and it makes sense that this was designed by audiologists so that you know obviously you feel strongly that there should be oversight, and I think that probably is a really strong endorsement that a lot of people can rally behind a lot of audiologists because I think that probably is one of the biggest fears is like you know is there um, you're giving away any part of audiology exactly yeah exactly. Um, okay, well, I appreciate you two coming on. Uh, yeah. Last question: Will you be at AAA? You said you're going to be part of the program, right? It's in Seattle. Yeah, so we can't. It's not like we can't go. <laughs> right, it's in your backyard. Yeah, just like it was in my backyard last year in St. Louis. So, um, Joe, will you be wearing the kilt? Um, yeah, it's a bit. That's yes. The short answer, at least at one of the the <laughs> gatherings and stuff like that. Um, that's uh, my my heritage, and so I, I love it. You always stuck out in my mind because, like, I was always like the first few times I met you, I probably didn't even remember your name, but I was like, "Oh, that's the guy that always wears the kilt." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's very it's, uh, <laughs> it's you know, and I've I've grown accustomed to the 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 gawks. He's like, "Oh my goodness, <laughs> what is that guy doing?" Hey, you're wearing a slacks. I'm wearing a kilt. What way to stand out? <laughs> that's awesome well i can't wait to see you two there um thanks again for coming on the show today and thanks for everybody who tuned in here to the end we'll chat with you next time all right Thank you. cheers